Well, good morning. A very warm welcome to our service of worship. And as we gather to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. We look forward to having Santos and his wife Sarah and their children Jeremiah and Jemima uh, leading the middle part of our service of worship a little later on. So our call to worship comes from Psalm 92. It is good to praise the Lord and to make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. For you have made me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. So let us worship God as we sing our first hymn, Now Thank We All Our God, Mission Praise number 486. Let's pray together. Almighty and everlasting God, you are worthy of our thanks and praise, for you are Lord over all creation, and you show your goodness and kindness by providing for every living thing. 
loving and merciful Father, you are worthy of all honor and glory, for you have come to us in Jesus, your Son, to save us from our sins, to take away our guilt, and to set us free to live in love and joy in your presence forever. Forgive us, Lord, for the ways we have turned from you and gone our own ways, in our own, in our words, in our thoughts, in our deeds. Cleanse us and renew us by your most Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus who died in our place. Fill us with the peace of your presence and open our hearts and minds to worship you in spirit and in truth that we may hear your words of life and respond with loving obedience as your children. For we pray it through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, let's see what we've got in our Bible today. Well, ooh, quite like this. What is it? A Kit Kat, a Kit Kat. Well, I like Kit Kats, and that's one of my favourite biscuits. Uh, I wonder, what, have you got a favourite um, favourite biscuit or a favourite food or something? What's your favourite biscuit? What's your favourite food? Lotus biscuits. Lotus biscuits. Oh yes, yes. Any anyone got a favourite biscuit here? What's wagons? Wagons. Others. Tunnocks tea cakes. Yes. I, 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 I uh, traditional favourites there. So, well, um, you can all think about biscuits now, but uh, no, I want you to think about food and where we get our food. Where do we get, do, do you know where we get, if you want to get a um, lotus biscuit? Restaurants. <laughs> restaurants, well, yes, you can get them and you can get uh, food in restaurants. Where where else, well, where, where would the restaurant get the food from? Do you think they would, that's... supermarket yes and but I wonder if we go back where, where did the supermarkets get their food from markets farmer that's right now this is a, a more difficult question where does the farmer get his food from well you know how does the farmer get the food Jesus. Well, yes, that's a very good answer because we believe that all things good come from God, from God. So, and that's what our story is about today because um, our story is about food, but it's not just about food. It's about what happened to lots of people when they were hungry, but they couldn't get food easily. So um, let's hear our story. Well, it was, uh, Jesus was, um, he was 
going up a hill near the Sea of Galilee, and he sat down, and there were great crowds because they were following him, and they brought those who were sick and unwell in some way, and Jesus healed them. And the crowd were amazed, and they praised God for this. But Jesus said to his, his followers, he said, I feel sorry for these people, for by now it had been three days they'd been with him, and now they had nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, Jesus said. They might faint while going home. His followers asked him, where can we get enough bread to feed all these people? We are far away from any town. Well, Jesus asked, how many loaves of bread do you have? And they looked around and they said, we have seven loaves and a few small fish. Well, Jesus told the people to sit on the ground and he took the seven loaves of bread and the fish and he gave thanks to God for the food. And then he divided the food and gave it to his followers and Jesus' followers gave the food to the other people and all the people were ate and were satisfied. Um, and after this, Jesus' followers filled seven baskets with the pieces of food that were not eaten so they could give them out to others. And there were there were over 4,000 people there. And after they ate, Jesus told the people that they could, that it was time to go home. And he went into the boat with his followers and they went on to another place. Well, this is a miracle that Jesus did in feeding so many people with just such a little amount of food to begin with. And it's a reminder to us what we were thinking about that our food comes from God in the first place. And Jesus trusted God, his Father, to give these people what they needed. And even though there weren't any shops or the equivalent around uh, them at that time. And, you know, we can trust God to give us what we need, uh, our daily bread, as we pray for each day. And we're going to, going to pray about that now. So let's, let's pray together. Dear God, thank you that it is through your power that we have food and drinks we thank you that we can ask you for what we need each day and know that you give us what we need. Help us, like Jesus, to share what we have been given by you with those around us who are in need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing our next song. It's an action song and one I'm sure you, most of you will know very well. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. He is higher than a skyscraper. And He's wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And He's known me and He's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. 
point uh, I'd like to now invite uh, Santos and Sarah, Jeremiah and Jemima to come and lead the next uh, section of our worship and I'll, I'll leave you to introduce yourselves. Uh, they've been coming to church with us for the last uh, um, couple of months and can uh, say a little bit about themselves and then lead us in the next couple of songs. Good morning and Praise the Lord to church. So uh, as uh, uh, Gavin has already introduced us, uh, I'll start with the youngest. She's Jemima, Jeremiah, my wife Sarah, and I'm Santosh. We're coming from India, and uh, uh, we've been here since November. So it's been lovely and really great to have fellowship with all of you. And uh, we just wanted to uh, bring some of the Indian kind of worship before you and I'm sure like we are all worshiping the living God so worship whether it's Indian or whether it is Scottish it doesn't matter worship is worship as long as we give God his worth and all the glory so uh, let's all rise and uh, uh, the, the song that I'm going to introduce yeah please please stand so <laughs> The song that we are going to introduce uh, is a very personal song. It is talking about the names of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shama. So these are the names, if we read in the Bible, these are the names which people gave to God based on their experience with God. And I'm sure today, whatever the situation be around us, whatever circumstances that we are going through, whatever turmoil is there, chaos is there in this world, our God is still good and He is watching over us and I'm believing that He is going to be each of these names that we are going to pronounce here this morning. I'll sing the first time and then maybe you can learn the tune and join along. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you are more than enough for me. Jehovah Rapha, your 
I guess it's a very simple tune. And let's start from the beginning. Yeah? Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you are more than enough for me. Jehovah Rapha, you're my healer, by your stripes I've been set free. Can we lift our hands and sing? You're more than enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough for me. If you want to clap, you can clap along. You're more than enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough for me. Jehovah Adonai, Master and Lord of all, you are more than enough for me. Jehovah Elion, you are the most high, there are none to come. 
shalom, oh a shalom. God, you are my peace, peace that comes all storms and all waves. You're more than enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough for me. You're more than enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough for one more time. You're more than enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough. You're more than enough for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everyone. Today's Bible reading is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 to 26, and Matthew, chapter 18, verse 21 and 22. Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do, no, do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain made love to his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. 
Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad was the father of Mehujael, and Mehujael was the father of Methushel, and Methushel was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women, one named Ada and the other Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jebal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who played stringed instruments and pipes. Zillah also had a son, Tubal King, who forged all kind of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal King's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Amen. Before we uh, move on to the next hymn, uh, we take this time to pray for others. So if you could all join with me in prayer. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for this beautiful morning you have granted us as a church to come together into your presence, Lord, and to worship you and give thanks to your holy name. Lord, at this time, we come together and, Lord, bring all those who are in need of prayers around the world and all around us, Father Lord. Lord, people are suffering, people are going through pain, People are going through sickness and diseases, and people are going through persecution all around the world. Father, we see even people around us who are in, in, in need of various things, Lord, even as economy is going down and the inflation is rising, prices are increasing. Father, we see that not everyone is able to afford all things that are uh, required for life on a daily basis. Father, we want to pray for all those who are in need, and we pray, Lord Jesus, you are our Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider, Father Lord. Lord, we pray that let nobody have to sleep in hunger or in poverty, Father Lord. We pray that, Lord, you will provide for everyone that is required, all that is required for life and godliness. Lord, we also pray for all those who are sick among us, Lord. Lord, you are our Jehovah Rapha, Father Lord. By your stripes, we are healed, O Lord. Not only in our bodies, but Lord, also in our soul and spirit, Lord, you grant healing. Father, we pray this morning that all those who are in sickness and in bondage, that Lord, your word will deliver them and grant them a healing and a deliverance, Lord Jesus. Especially, Lord, I want to bring our churches in India into your presence. Lord, even as persecution is rising, Lord Jesus, many Christians are made to suffer 
and are persecuted in the, in the name of the faith that they have in you, Father Lord Jesus. We pray that, Lord, you will grant them deliverance, comfort, and consolation, Father Lord, that, Lord, from your throne room above, you will send them a deliverance, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray, strengthen them, Lord, and let nobody in the face of persecution have to give up on their faith, Lord Jesus. Once again, Lord, we thank you for all the goodness that you have done for each one of us, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Help us also, Lord, to glorify your name, Lord. We ask for world peace, Lord Jesus. Father, especially as war continues to ravage Ukraine, even after a complete year, Lord, Lord, still the people are living in fear and in so much of want, Lord. We pray that, Lord, your peace Lord, that your spirit of peace will work in that country. Lord, it will work in both the countries and grant a peace, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that, Lord, in these last days, that, Lord, faithlessness will decrease. And, Lord, once again, the fire, the passion for your name, for worship, for calling on the living God will arise in everyone's hearts, Lord. We give all things into your hands, Master Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayer. We believe you have answered us, and Lord, you are going to bless each one of us. In Jesus' most awesome and precious name we pray. Amen. So the next one is a hymn, which I'm hoping that most of us would be knowing. It's nothing but the blood. So just as we read how Cain kills Abel, out of anger, out of jealousy, instead of having uh, corrected himself and brought a better sacrifice to God, he just decided to go the other way and kill Abel. And the Bible says that Abel's blood cries out, but at the same time, the blood of Jesus is the one that grants us victory, that grants us healing, and that grants us deliverance. So let's all sing this hymn together. i 
to sing the first stanza again what can wash away my sin so when i say what can wash away my sin i want to hear you all say nothing but the blood of jesus can we do that what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus amen what can make me Precious, oh, precious is the food that makes me that makes me white as snow. No other found. clap for God amen thank you I'd just like to thank you very much for leading us in in that time together and we continue to worship God as we come to his word but before we do that let's pray together Lord God, we thank you that you are our living God and that you have given us your word to speak into our lives. And Lord, as however we come to you this day, whatever our need is, we thank you that you want to meet with us and to speak your words of hope and life to us. We thank you for that reminder of the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you came to die for us, to bring us into your family and we thank you, Lord, that you are good to us. So we ask that by your Spirit that you would help us to understand all that you have for us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. wonder if you can remember back to the days of school sports. Well, when I was in secondary school, we used to play rugby on Saturday mornings against other schools, and for me it was other schools in the northwest of Glasgow. Uh, one of my first games for my school year team, uh, we were playing another school which, uh, if I politely say, was better at football than rugby. So we were winning quite easily, and as I was one of the wingers, I had just scored a try, but then I made the mistake of saying a little too loudly to one of my teammates, it's really easy, isn't it? One of the other team heard me and said he was going to get me, which of course isn't a good thing. However, my team captain was uh, nearby and he was quite a tough guy and he overheard this and he came over and shouted at the opposition player who threatened me, if you touch him, you're dead. Now, of course, it didn't literally mean he was going to kill the other player, but I certainly found it reassuring and the threat was enough to put the other team's player from even trying to get me. But in Genesis chapter 4, the story of Cain and Abel, we read about a man who didn't only threaten to kill uh, those who tried to get him or harm him, he actually carried out his threat. 
In verses 23 and 24, we read about this man called Lamech, one of Cain's descendants. Lamech said to his wives, Adah and Zillah, listen to me, wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. Well, last week we left the story of beginnings and uh, of the human story in Genesis chapter 3 with Adam and Eve disobeying God's command not to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they were deceived by the devil in the form of a snake, ignored, ignoring God's warning that uh, this would bring death to them. And yet it was to come all too soon, as we, as we now find out in Genesis chapter 4. Cain kills his brother Abel out of jealousy. Then just a few generations on, Cain's descendant Lamech is threatening a level of revenge and violence which is absolutely brutal. 77 times he will avenge anyone that crosses his path. So sin, rather than being restrained, seems to be escalating exponentially. The forbidden fruit of the knowledge of good and evil seems to be very much balanced on the knowledge of evil in human relationships. As we continue to explore the story of beginnings in the book of Genesis, um, today we get a glimpse of the kinds of problems that we're all, all too familiar with today. But what we see here is that even with the best of environments, even when everything is as it should be at the beginning, where they had all they needed to sustain and provide for life, when sin is allowed to live in the human heart, it leads to heartache, heartache and pain and brokenness. And so the problem we read about here can't be blamed on people not having enough or suffering great hardship. What we find is that with sin entering the world through the door opened by Adam and Eve, it's what's going on in the inside of our hearts and our thoughts that lead to such terrible actions. We begin this part of the story in Genesis 4 with the first children born to Adam and Eve, their firstborn Cain and his brother Abel. And we find out that Abel is a shepherd and Cain a farmer. And they each bring an offering of thanks to God. Abel's offering is accepted by God, but Cain's isn't. And that makes Cain very angry. And his face, it says, is downcast. Now, the Bible doesn't say exactly why Abel's offering wasn't acceptable and Cain's, uh, Abel's offering was acceptable and Cain's wasn't. But we do get a, a bit of a clue from the passage because when God confronts Cain, he says in verse 7, If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? And so we find that Cain um, must have done something wrong and yet, he was expecting God to accept his offering anyway. Now, the Bible consistently warns us that when we approach God, 
We can't expect God to answer our prayers favorably if at the same time we're either holding on to sinful thoughts and attitudes, refusing to repent of these, refusing to forgive someone or planning to go the opposite way from what God's told us is good for us while at the same time coming to him. For example, in Matthew 5, 23 and 24, Jesus said, therefore, if you're offering a gift at the altar and, therefore, and, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. And in Hosea 6, verse 6, God says to his people, for I desire mercy, not sacrifice and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Jesus also said in John 14, 23, that it's those who obey what God says rather than just listening who know God's favor and loving presence with them. Anyone who loves me, Jesus says, will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. And then there's also the matter of faith, trusting God. And that uh, comes into the equation here. We discover if we look in the letter of Hebrews chapter 11, where it says in the first few verses, now faith is confidence in what we, have, we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And then the key verse, verse 4 in Hebrews 11, By faith Abel brought a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Abel was following God, having faith and trust in him. Cain wasn't. And so when Cain presented his offering, God could see that it wasn't really real. It wasn't the real deal. He was really pretending, in, in a sense, before God. Now, God does warn Cain that he needs to let go of what he's holding on to that's not good for him. He needs to let go of the anger and the sinful thoughts that were brewing up in his heart and his mind. Because God could see where they lead, just as Jesus later taught. It's what's going on on the inside that results in the actions. He says, but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. There's a choice here. He doesn't have to keep dwelling on it. He can let go. Unfortunately, Cain doesn't follow God's warning. Instead, he takes the opportunity to act on his growing anger, resentment, and jealousy towards his brother. And while they're out in a field, Cain attacks and kills him. But even after this terrible act of murder, in verse 9, we read how God gives Cain an opportunity to confess his sin. But instead, Cain denies any knowledge 
or responsibility for his brother. And we can almost hear the annoyance in his voice when he defiantly says to God, am I my brother's keeper? How hard is his heart? As before, when Adam and Eve tried to hide from God after their sin, God already knew what had happened. And he's seen what Cain has done. And in verse 10, says vividly, Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Well, there are consequences for Cain. He's no longer able to work the land, the land on which he spilled his brother's blood. And he becomes a wanderer. And yet, in God's mercy, Cain is given protection. He's given a sign um, that warns anyone thinking of harming him that they will suffer seven times over if, if they do. But perhaps verse 16 is also one of the saddest in this chapter. It says, So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, which actually means wandering east of Eden. Cain has moved away from God's loving presence to become a wanderer. And yet, even in this sorry story, we see signs of God's working through his people. God still has not abandoned people. He's not abandoned anyone. He's still there working through people. And we see how the image of our creator God continues um, to work through people, even though they're marred by sin. We see in the creativity of Cain and his descendants building a city, playing musical instruments, forging tools of bronze and iron, and looking after livestock. And yet, as we looked at earlier, there's a real sense of how lawless and violent life has become, with people like Lamech taking revenge to the max on everyone who crosses his path. We end the chapter, however, on a better note because we read in verses 25 and 26 of another son born to Adam and Eve called Seth, and his name basically means granted. For as Eve said, God has granted another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. And we're also told right at the end of the chapter that at that time people began to call on the name of the Lord. And this note of hope points to God's faithfulness, even in the most dire and dark circumstances, to all who call out on him. Whatever has happened before, whatever sin, whatever pain has been part of people's lives, God offers a way of salvation. It says in Joel 2.32 and Romans 10.13, this assurance we get from God. Everyone who calls on the name will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Ultimately, God's salvation, God's way of dealing with the sin of the world was to come to us through his son, Jesus Christ. His death and the blood he shed for our sins on the cross, something we're going to be celebrating next week in communion it says in Hebrews 12, 24, speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Abel's blood cried out the guilt 
of the sin committed. Jesus' blood cries out the forgiveness of the sinner and the complete work of salvation, it is finished. Cain decided he wasn't his brother Abel's keeper. Jesus, who through faith is our older brother in God's family, has declared his everlasting love for us and that whatever we go through, he has promised to be with us always. Jesus is the one who has broken the power of sin and through him the cycle of human sin and vengeance is broken. I'm sure some of you have, have read stories of people who have come to faith, who have been at loggerheads with each other. We can think of people in Northern Ireland or um, parts of Africa where there's been fighting between peoples. And they come to know Jesus and he brings healing in that relationship. Where Lamech, Cain's great-grandson, demanded sin, be avenged 77 times. Jesus, God's son, says forgive 77 times. As we read in Matthew 8, 18, 21 to 22, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. In a world of darkness and sin, pain and brokenness, we can rejoice that God has come to us through his Son to bring us his light, his healing, his hope, a hope that lasts for eternity. So let's finish with these words from Jesus in John 16, 30, 33. In me you may have peace, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are the God of hope, that you uh, reach out to us even in our sin, even in our darkness, that even in the most difficult human relationships, you reach out with hope. We thank you for your forgiveness for us through the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we may come into your family and know that you care for us. Help us, Lord, to be those who will share your peace who bring your reconciliation and your hope to others. Help us, Lord, whatever is going on around us in our world, to know that you promise to be with us, that you are the one who gives us peace in any time of trouble, and that you give us your love completely. Lord, we thank you for your generous provision for us in all our daily needs. We thank you for your gift of forgiveness and of life everlasting and every spiritual blessing that we receive out of the riches of Christ Jesus our Lord. So we ask, Lord, that you would bless and multiply the gifts that we bring this day 
for the work of your kingdom as we also present ourselves to live for you and for your glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We close our time of worship as we sing our final hymn, Here is Love, Vast as the Ocean, Mission Praise number 987. of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen.